Welcome to Bringing Intimacy Back with Dr. April. Today we're talking about something very special. We're talking about having that intimate connection with God. And today we have our guest today is Dr. Corey. And Dr. Corey is not only, um, he is, uh, not saying that he's not only, but he is a clinical marriage and family therapist, a sex therapist, and a minister. Yes. 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 So you've done so much stuff. So can you explain to us um, or share with us your journey in reaching all these milestones today in the sense of um, being a minister, being a therapist? Yes. Yeah, sure. Um, so I guess you can say it was in my blood. Okay. So my dad's a minister. Uh, my okay. mom's a social worker. And so I grew oh, up in a home where yes. had a very strong orientation toward ministering in and helping to others. Okay. Um, in high school was... Um, and band every musical ensemble there there was and so mm -hmm. i was section leader most of that time uh so from marching band to jazz band to indoor percussion i really love music right. um, going into to college thought hey let's do music education mm -hmm. um after that first semester realized that i didn't really care about music theory i cared about helping people okay um so start switching switching over um into sociology um, right. so find a way to how do i now minister to others how do i now help others uh, so after sociology, went ahead to, uh, to pursue my degrees in uh, family therapy and then okay. uh, certified sex therapist. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, I didn't actually realize that you grew up in that way. Yeah, it was there. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Because for many of us, um, putting the word intimacy and God together, it's like, right. oh, ooh, no, but you kind of grew up. Right, grew up with, with some of that stuff. Uh, a lot of uh, our struggle in putting intimacy and God together is um, having a, a lack of understanding of what intimacy is. Right, um, so what... Would you define intimacy? How I would define intimacy is allowing ourselves, uh, let me put it this way. Some person uh, put it into me, seen. Um, so it's allowing yourself to be seen. Right. Um, so I allow myself to be seen, to be known in the presence of another. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to think of it as like a witness. Um, and so uh, if it's a historical event, you have an eyewitness to that historical event. Uh, you're in a court uh, proceeding, you have an eyewitness to, to that crime or whatever. And so intimacy is about allowing yourself to be witnessed, to be seen, to be known. Uh, in the presence of another. Sometimes we confuse it with romance and closeness. Okay. Um, sometimes we limit it to sex and right. it can include sex and certainly include romance and intimacy and, and connecting along those ways. Uh, but true intimacy, full intimacy is allowing ourselves to be known, to be seen in many different dimensions beyond just the physical, but allowing ourselves to be seen uh, and to be known. And so when it comes to God, that's completely compatible with God because right. God wants to know us. Right. Uh, there's a part of us that wants to know and desire God. And so intimacy is completely compatible in that relationship with God. Right. And God actually created intimacy. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so yes. he's relational from the beginning. So the Trinity is relational. Um, so we get to reflect that intimacy in uh, our relationships with one another. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you. Well, thank you so much. And we're going to take a small, short break right now. And we'll come back. Thank you. Uh, growing up, I had uh, many, many teachers in my life who taught me many wonderful things. Uh, one of the things or one of the areas that they did not teach me a lot about was in the area of sexuality. Um, so it was not until uh, grad school that I got in touch with many mentors and teachers who were able to, uh, to educate me in that way. Uh, over the course of my career, realized that many men were uh, lacking in this area as well, where we were not actively cared for in the sexual area of our life. 
and support of uh, my passion has been coming alongside men to help them in this particular area uh, where uh, I believe most men want to be good sexually, uh, where we don't want to abuse our sexuality, we don't want to misuse our sexuality. Again, we've just not been taught how uh, to do any better. Uh, so there's a way where we can uh, find a better vision for our sexuality. Uh, from a godly perspective, why was our sexuality created? Uh, created to reflect uh, the intimacy of God, created to reflect the, the goodness of God, created uh, to reflect the beauty of God. And many guys have no vision of that. Uh, so being able to find that, that vision for our sexuality um, and with an intention to now live that vision out. Uh, what are those, those means? What are those behaviors that allow us uh, to live uh, truly well as a sexual being? We're in all our relationships, our relationships with our, our spouse, our relationship with, with our friends, our relationship with God can now be enhanced when we tap into that sexual energy. That sexual energy is no longer wasted um, on um, mindless pursuits. Uh, that sexual energy can now be used to cultivate life, to bring more goodness uh, to the world around us. Welcome back to Bringing Intimacy Back. And today we've been talking about that connection with God. And I have here Dr. Corey, and he was talking to us about how we connect with God and through a variety of different ways. And so when one is thinking about cultivating intimacy with God, how does one begin? I was going to start with a personal relationship. Um, and so when you think about intimacy and you're thinking about relationships, relationships are very personal. Okay. Uh, so how I develop uh, intimacy with my wife is going to be different than how I develop intimacy with my best friend. Right. Uh, so intimacy is involved in both. There's common themes in there, but those relationships are very different. And so in our relationship with God, we need that uniqueness as well. And so what is that unique path that we get to God to develop intimacy? And so how I do it versus how you do it, again, may be very different. Um, so a lot of our struggles is uh, we think there's a cookie-cutter way of approaching intimacy with God. when We need to find that unique path for us. Okay. It's finding that unique path that makes us connect with right, God. Right, And yes. that unique path, is it, and I guess it's not the same for everyone. It could go right, on. and so everyone's going to be different. Um, and so again, um, for my wife, uh, mm -hmm. she, um, I would say, is a, a caregiver and an activist. Right. Um, and so she very uh, much is concerned uh, and cares about the underserved population. Okay. Uh, so she has a heart for adoption. Uh, so for the kids and, and the system, uh, she has a heart for them. Do I need to lean more in that direction? Probably, but that's generally not how I approach God. Uh, for me, I'm more the contemplative type. Um, and so I like thinking, I like quiet. Uh, I like exploring the mysteries of God. Um, and that's my approach. And so again, uh, I can approach in different ways. Uh, we can approach in different ways, but finding that unique path for, for us. And so everyone has a, a different path. Okay. Um, like hers was service and yours, like you said, was right, more of the contemplative, and it, quiet, and solitude. People, it's music, and right? Yes, a variety um, of different. Right, uh, it could be music. Some get out in nature, watch the sunset. Um, some is in service. Some is uh, in like in rituals and uh, symbolism, and it can be different for for different people. And so, finding your unique path uh, reminds me of um, Gary Thomas has a book, Sacred Pathways. Uh, he goes through different pathways of how do we develop that intimacy with God. Yes. Right, right, and it's really, I think. Um, God knows each one of us, and so, and each one of us is different. Right, right, which is the so, beauty of the relationship. Right, 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 right. Yes. right. So in building that relationship with us, he just creates it and does it in different manners. Right, So right. that is very, 
fantastic. Yes. Yeah, so it's helping us to get out of that uh, cookie cutter uh, box where we have to have our quiet time for 30 minutes in the morning and read scripture. There's nothing wrong with that. And if that's your way of approaching God, by all means do that. But if your way of approaching God is getting out and listening to music or watching a sunset or serving the poor, then that can just be a valid way as well of approaching God and developing intimacy. Right. Why do you think some people find it a little bit difficult to uh, have that? I think some of it, uh, again, is in, in that personal nature. Uh, but some of it we think of God as being completely out there. Um, and so we don't have that personal relationship with him. And so we think of God as something that we do on Sunday morning. Okay. Um, Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day sort of deal, that's where God is. Or he's just in those four walls, and we miss that God is... Uh, Everywhere, he's present. Lord of all creation, yeah. right. Um, all the so time. We can meet God in music. Right. Uh, we can meet God even in academic study. Right. Because that's still God. That's still truth that, that we're pursuing. Uh, so it's still very personal, uh, but learning how to connect with him in those unique ways and recognizing that he is everywhere. So he's not limited uh, to just the church building. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, I think it's what you call it, being aware. Yes, yes, yes. Opening our awareness to to God who is everywhere. In Him we live and move and have our very being. He's, he's everywhere. Yes. yes, yes. And for some of us to be aware, I think we have to um, distract all the noise. Right, yes. You know what I'm saying? Because we're, we're so swamped with so much activities mm -hmm. going on in life. Mm -hmm. That, that's why we miss. And that would be, yes, uh, the other part of it is that we get so, so distracted. Life can be very hectic. Mm -hmm. Life can be very busy, a lot of demands. And so between work and uh, marriage and kids, uh, there's just a lot of demands that sometimes we forget uh, that God is there to cultivate that intimacy with him. Uh, when it comes to, uh, to my wife, when it comes to uh, my friends, those are relationships I can see on a regular basis. And so it's easier to, to cultivate them. Uh, or sometimes it's easy to forget to cultivate a relationship with God. Right, definitely, yeah. yes. So uh, what do you think are some of the benefits of developing that intimacy with God? Well, again, we live in a, in a hectic world, and so any given day on the, the news, uh, you can just see all the despair, all the hopelessness uh, that's in the world around us. Um, developing that intimacy with God, uh, that's our lifeline, that's our life force. Um, okay. So being able to connect with Him, um, there's a lot in our world that we can get angry about. Right. Uh, there's exactly. a lot in the world that uh, we can feel sad um, and upset about. There's right. a lot to be fearful about. But the intimacy with God gives us a peace. Mm -hmm. uh, it gives us a joy. It gives us a hope. Um, and so it's not removing all the difficulties of life. But in the midst of those difficulties, again, we can find peace. There's joy. There's joy all around us. No matter how hard life is going on, there's still joy to be found. And there's hope uh, that for the Christian, all things are made new. Right. And so we don't have to uh, give up in despair. We don't have to be hopeless that all things are made new. And so for the Christian, nothing is actually lost. Okay. Uh, we get it all back. Okay. When should a person know that they've been trying to develop this intimacy with God, but they're struggling? When mm -hmm. should they get professional help or talk with? Uh, at any point in, in the journey, I would say do that. Um, and so finding a spiritual director, right. um, someone to guide you along, and spiritual friends to guide you along. And so finding a community. And so at any point in the journey, particularly if you're struggling, I, I want a deeper intimacy with God, and I don't know how to get that, find a spiritual director. Find some spiritual friends who are on that journey with you uh, to help cultivate that. A lot of times, my blind spot, someone else is able to now see and help me along the way. Um, so, yeah, I would say even from the very beginning, uh, even for those who are not, quote, unquote, struggling, uh, to go ahead and connect with a, a spiritual community and find a spiritual director uh, to guide you along the way. Yeah, you just mentioned a, an important aspect, community mm. and friends. Yes. So is it, how can I put it? 
the people that we associate with, does that impact sometimes? Definitely, definitely it will. Uh, it's been said, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Um, so who we surround ourselves with will impact even our spiritual life as well and our connection with God. Um, so if the people we are surrounding ourselves with are not interested or concerned, um, uh, open to uh, a spiritual life with God, then we will have a hard time doing that ourselves. And so we can go to work and we can go to ball games and movies and all those things. But if that community is not helping nurture that part of us, then we will have a hard time there. Um, versus surrounding ourselves with a community who is mindful of that is easier. We can still go to ball games and movies and all that, but in the midst of that, there's that remembrance of God. Right, right, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for what you've been sharing with us. Okay. And we're going to take a short break before we go on to our next segment, which we'll talk more about tools and how to increase that intimate relationship with God. Growing up, I had uh, many, many teachers in my life who taught me many wonderful things. Uh, one of the things or one of the areas that they did not teach me a lot about was in the area of sexuality. Um, so it was not until uh, grad school that I got in touch with many mentors and teachers who were able to, uh, to educate me in that way. Uh, over the course of my career, realized that many men were uh, lacking in this area as well, where we were not actively cared for in the sexual area of our life. And so part of uh, my passion has been coming alongside men to help them in this particular area uh, where uh, I believe most men want to be good sexually, uh, where we don't want to abuse our sexuality, we don't want to misuse our sexuality. Again, we've just not been taught how uh, to do any better. Uh, so there's a way where we can uh, find a better vision for our sexuality. Uh, from a godly perspective, why was our sexuality created? Uh, create to reflect uh, the intimacy of God, create to reflect the, the goodness of God, create uh, to reflect the beauty of God. And many guys have no vision of that. Uh, so being able to find that, that vision for our sexuality um, and with an intention to now live that vision out. Uh, what are those, those means? What are those behaviors that allow us uh, to live uh, truly well as a sexual being? We're in all our relationships, our relationships with our, our spouse, our relationship with, with our friends, our relationship with God can now be enhanced when we tap into that sexual energy. That sexual energy is no longer wasted um, on um, mindless pursuits. Uh, that sexual energy can now be used to cultivate life, to bring more goodness uh, to the world around us. at Bringing Intimacy Back, and today we're talking about that intimate one-on-one relationship we have with God. And I'm here talking with Dr. Corey. And Dr. Corey, I see people and I know people who are sometimes struggling, and even our audience members who are listening to everything you're saying, and they're saying, you know, I want to have that. I want to be more intimate with God. Can yeah. you give us some tips on what we need to do to increase our intimacy? Uh, sure. Uh, I'll say first start with, with prayer. Uh, what is your, your desire? And so God desires this intimacy with us uh, already. Um, and so prayer aligns our hearts, postures our hearts uh, in alignment with him. And so uh, as praying, God, I want this deeper intimacy, intimate relationship with you. Uh, what is my path to get there? How do I cultivate that? How do I move in your direction? 
Um, and so, again, it's starting with simply that open heart, that posture of, do I want this? Um, where if we don't want it, then we're not going to move in that direction. And so prayer shows God, uh, expresses to God that desire to develop that intimate relationship. And so I start with just praying for, for greater, uh, greater intimacy, greater depth in our relationship with God. Yes, and I would definitely think in the sense of being with prayer and even um, with prayer, prayer is not only just telling God everything. Right. Because some people just tell God everything, then they leave the room. Right. Yes. The other part is listening. Listening. Um, and so, God, uh, <laughs> yes. here are the things I want. Now I'm listening. Right. Um, and back to community and scripture and all these things in which God is speaking to us. Right. So that uh, with the hectic life and the busyness and all that stuff, we get distracted. And so, okay, I want this, but I'm not willing to put the time. Again, whether it's with my wife or with my friends, I have to put the time into those relationships. And that's what prayer helps us to do is put the time in our relationship with God to say that this is important. And I'm willing to, to set aside this time to cultivate that relationship. Okay. Yes. 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 Yeah. And so what's another tip? Um, and so there's some heart postures that we can take. Um, and so let's say stillness. Stillness. Uh, solitude. Right. Uh, and silence. Right. And for many of us, that's so hard. Yes. Yeah, yes. because our mind is going constantly. Right. We're always going. Um, and so some of the, the old saints call these spiritual disciplines uh, or spiritual practices. Um, but look at it as a posture of the heart. And so that posture of stillness is not necessarily the absence of doing stuff. It's just an internal posture of being, being still and knowing that he is God. And so instead of rushing off to, to the next thing, yes, life is busy. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a lot that, that's on our schedule, a lot of demands. But that internal stillness of not rushing off to that next thing, driving over here, trying to be still. Right. There's traffic out there. Yes. Um, it's a lamp. There's right. traffic. Um, and so trying to, to internally be still and be present with God. Any suggestions on how to be still for those people who have a lot of stuff that goes uh, It's learning what to say. Um, well, the stillness is more of the, the activity. And so it's learning right. what to, to say no to. Um, and so signing up for a uh, hundred different uh, service projects. Uh, all right. Can we cut that down to, to 75? <laughs> yes. um, and so what can you say no to? Uh, since you have more space to breathe. Right. Uh, there's a time where God's people had a Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And that Sabbath was to create a regular rhythm of stillness, to be, be still. So you're not doing anything. You're simply being, being still. And so finding that Sabbath even in our day. And so is that um, the five minutes before you get right. out of bed in the morning? Uh, find that can be your Sabbath. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be this long time. But those five minutes before you get out of bed, can you simply be still before you're rushing and checking email and uh, who sent you a text in the middle of the night? Can you spend five minutes and simply be be still? Uh, is that on your lunch break? Is that while you're taking a shower? Um, so it's finding those times throughout the day simply to be still and not rush off to, to the next thing. Right. I think in one of the things you mentioned, um, which I had to learn myself, is learning how to say, no. Yes. Yes, because yes. sometimes I used to do so much things. It's a beautiful yes. word. Yes, and then I yes. was playing to God, and he was like, I didn't tell you to do all exactly. that. Exactly. I didn't yes. tell you to do all that. <laughs> so that prayer business. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did God say do that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. So um, Solitude is another one where uh, certainly we are community people, we're relational right. people, uh, but there's times where we need to withdraw. Uh, so we see this in the life of Christ where he regularly withdraw from people uh, to, to cultivate that intimacy with, with his father. We need to do that as well. Mm -hmm. um, so again, this is not isolating ourselves from others, but there's times where uh, we withdraw simply to, uh, to find that solitude, to find right, that to oneness take with that God. Break. Right, right, because Jesus right. took a lot of breaks yes. sometimes, just going out in the boat, just to right. spend that one-on-one yes. -on -one time with 
And we can see this in a marital relationship where yes. they go off on a honeymoon. Mm -hmm. um, they have regular dates. They have that regular one-on-one -on -one time to cultivate that relationship. We need that with God as well. And so that may be a retreat. And so if you can get away for a weekend or a week right. uh, with God, by all means do that. Uh, but even in the midst of a busy week, if that's just an uh, evening of, okay, this is just me and God, again, driving to work. Yes. You can use that time to be so in silence or in solitude, turning right. off the radio and just being with God. Right. Yes. Definitely. Yes. yes. Um, and silence is the same way. Uh, we're bombarded with uh, so much from news, social media. Um, mm. There's a lot going on in our world. And so we're just bombarded with so much that the soul can't keep up with. Uh, so we live in a very technological world, global world. So we know the things that are going on all across the, uh, the nation, all across the, the globe. And the soul can't keep up with that. And so times of just unplugging. Right. And have silence, have silence. Uh, so that you don't have to, uh, again, worry about, okay, what do I do about uh, my neighbors across the nation? What do I do about my neighbors across the street? Just be silent, be still, again, back to prayer. All these can be forms of prayer of now I can listen to God. Uh, if I'm rushing and being busy, if I'm always trying to impress others, uh, if I never take that time to be silent, then I miss God. Mm -hmm. That prayer, that interest with him, I miss that because I'm rushing here and there. But if I can slow down, be still, practice solitude, practice silence. Uh, now I can listen. I can uh, discern uh, that movement of God in my own heart. Exactly. Yes. Thank you so much for what you're sharing with us. Welcome. Yes. Yes. And so um, if our listeners are listening and they're like, wow, I want to get to know more about Dr. Corey and about what he does and, and all this discernment and prayer yes. and stuff, how can they best connect with you? I uh, connect with me online at uh, CoreyCarlisle.org uh, or by email at info at CoreyCarlisle.org. All right. Thank you, Dr. Corey, for being in the show. Welcome. All right.